Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast, a show where I, John, and my co-host, Sean, who's here with me today, Ayo. Uh, sit down and talk about streaming service original pilot episodes. We are recording back-to-back days, but to you, it's been probably a week in between episodes, but... You don't know the the behind-the-scenes magic. Well, I guess now you do because I told you. Um, But if you listened to last week's episode, you know that this week is about the Queen's Gambit. And before we get into the Queen's Queen's Gambit, uh, if you would be so kind as to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us today, uh, or also leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, uh, that would be great. And you can also send us an email if you would like pilotsguidepod at gmail.com or connect with us on twitter at pilotsguidepod now that that's out of the way sean do you know anything about chess i know how to play it but i don't know any strategies it's Mm. fun chess not checkers baby chess not checkers baby mickey bb Uh, (laughs) 21 one yes yes yeah i i prefer the oh he's playing fourth dimensional chess (laughs) Or three-dimensional, whatever they, they say. I guess fourth-dimensional <laughs> chess is the saying. Uh, okay, so you, you have, you've played a spot of chess in, yeah. your, in your time? my dad told me when I was younger, and I, oh, haven't, really? I, haven't, I haven't played it in a while, but yeah. yeah I know what I'm doing. Game. Don't mess with me. I, uh, I have also not played it in a while, but uh, chess itself has been kind of hot uh, oh, yeah. for the last, I don't know, maybe, I feel like the last couple months... I've been seeing a lot more uh, chess online people getting into yeah. chess that weren't into it. There's there's a guy on Twitch. He like mm-hmm. claims to be like one of the best chess players in the world. And I I opened mm. Twitch the other day, and he was on the front page of Twitch, and he had like thirty thousand viewers. Damn, yeah. Bobby Fisher. I have no idea what his name was. <laughs> Bobby Fisher's just the I don't know the goat the the chess playing goat I guess the Michael Jordan of chess. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the the competitive scene, but I know it's uh, I know it's pretty hot. But yeah, I, I've got the, the streamer that I watched. Uh, you know, he would he would get to a particular part in a game where he had to like kill time, and he would play like a one minute chess game, like just do a one minute chess game every time he was playing whatever ga- other game he was playing. Crazy. So we like pop in the chess.com little <laughs> board and do a quick one. You could do all like all sorts of things, long matches, short matches. Yeah. Uh, I've got friends that are taught, you know, playing chess in Discord all the time, being like, "Oh yeah, I'm just playing chess," you know, getting getting big brain. <laughs> Casual. Um, yeah, but it's a uh, it's it's a game for all people, and it's been around for quite a long time, older than checkers. A while. Mm-hmm. Four hundred years before checkers, apparently, which we learned from the show, but. Um, before we talk too much about chess itself, um, Queen's Gambit. What did you know about Queen's Gambit going in, or what didn't you know about Queen's Gambit going in? I did not even know that Queen's Gambit was a like move in chess. I I just thought it was the name of the show. I don't know. I thought it was gonna have to do with the queen and a gambit. It sounds like sounds mm-hmm. like sounds like something a criminal is doing, like a gambit sure i don't know gambit is one of uh one of the best words in in the english dictionary <laughs> also one of the coolest x-men gambit do you know who gambit is the x-men 
I gotta refresh my mind with the movies. <laughs> he's like a he's like a guy that wears a yellow jacket and he throws like playing cards at people. That's like his thing. Uh, very cool looking character, very good design, uh, and a good name because the word gambit is a, it's a fun word. It's a cool, cool, fun word. But yes, that's one of the chess strategies that is mentioned in this episode. There is a moment where they drop the title, and um, like I said last week, I did the uh, I did the Leonardo DiCaprio meme and pointed at the screen. And said, <laughs> there it is, title drop. Uh, but. Yeah, that's that's uh, just one of the things that we learn about chess in this chess-centric television show on Netflix. Um, you said you watched it with Liz. Did did Liz uh, know anything about it? I don't think so. I don't think she knows how to play ch- chess. But uh, no, I don't think she knew anything going in. But yeah, I didn't get any insight yet from. Her thoughts, I probably should have, but uh, you'll you'll hear my opinions later on in this pod. Sure, sure. Um, right now, The Queen's Gambit is two on the Netflix top ten television shows. It's been out for a couple weeks and um, has been received pretty well. Uh, it is a limited series, seven episodes, uh, completely wrapped up plot. I do not know if it is based on a true story. Um, kind of don't think so, but who knows? I didn't dig that deeply into it, but I think it's time that we, uh, we start getting into the content. So we'll, we'll open with our Kowalski analysis report, which is our character analysis of the show. Um, we've got a whole slew of characters, um, really only like four or five that are, really important or like yeah important to some degree but um but i'll I'll let you start who's our who's our our lead lady lead lady is elizabeth who goes by beth her last name is harman elizabeth harman Mm -hmm. she so the show starts off with her grown up but majority of the episode is it, back when she was a child and we learn that her parents passed uh well her her mom passed not sure if the dad just disappeared or if he was involved in that one part but um the parents they're out of the picture mm-hmm. she is now an orphan she's in an orphanage um and she, which we'll talk about in a little bit, gets into chess. And apparently she goes ape in chess. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Mrs. Deerdorf, mm-hmm. who is the orphanage. Uh, what would you call her? Uh, I guess head, head lady. I don't think it would be headmaster, but maybe headmaster. Yeah. The, the woman that is in charge, yeah, in charge. of the orphanage, sure. uh, Mrs. Deerdorf, she is, she's strict, doesn't like to show it, but if someone is out of line, mm-hmm. she'll punish them. Um, she has two, she's got two people that work for her that we meet. There is right. 
there's uh, Mr. Ferguson is mm-hmm. he's kind of like an assistant, just kind of does a little bit of everything. Yeah, I would say I would say he's like the um, like the head of medicine, or he's responsible yeah. for handing up handing the girls out medicine that I don't know if they need, but he nope. gives pills to the girls every single day, which is weird. Um, and we'll talk about that in detail. Yes. Uh, but that's sort of Mr. Ferguson's situation. And I didn't catch the name of the one teacher. Miss mm-hmm. Lonsdale. I got that. I had to go back and get that. I thought she was going to be more important. Okay. But um, she's like the head chapel, they call her. So she's, um, I guess, teaches them yeah. teaches them Christian values. And then uh, we meet the janitor. Uh, the, his name is... Uh, let me get it. I have it. Something Mr. Scheibel. Yeah. Mr. Scheibel. Mr. Scheibel, who's the janitor, and Beth <clears throat> Beth sneaks down to uh, the janitor's room or area down below the stairs mm-hmm. and sneaks off during her every one of her classes to go play chess with him when she shouldn't be. Yeah. But she does it anyway. Um, her excuse is that she's cleaning the chalkboard erasers. Well, that's not an excuse. Well, I mean, yeah. the teacher asks her to do it. That's but... yeah, yeah. Um, who am I? Who am I missing? Uh, let's see. Oh, we got uh, Mr. Gans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from the school. The high school. Yes, he's like the uh, the head of the chess club at the local high school. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Jolene. Yes, Jolene. Jolene is one of the more friendly girls to Beth. Beth is also mm-hmm. nine years old in this flashback. Yes, just nine. heads up. Um, Jolene's probably more like 13, 14, I guess I would say. I would say even maybe older than that. Okay. Um, she's She's been at the orphanage for a long time, refers to herself as a lifer, and says that, um, you know, kids like, girls like her, unfortunately... Uh, do not leave the orphanage because they either get too old or are too black, her words. Um, and she's the like the only one of the only um, black kids at the the orphanage. But yeah. clearly it has affected her um, ability to be adopted. This taking place in, um, I want to say, the mid to late 40s, maybe the early 50s. This flashback? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, probably probably later than that, probably the mid, probably the mid fifties, because in the present time it's nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, in Paris. But continue. Um, Jolene just gives her like tips on how to kind of survive in the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives her tips about the quote vitamins that they <laughs> yep. get from Mister Ferguson, and. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, no, those are our those are our players. Um we do not know a ton about her current life situation other other than the fact that she is in Paris for uh a chess tournament or a big chess match, a highly publicized what looks like chess match. Mm-hmm. Um so there might be characters that we who knows how long we stay with some of these characters because Eventually, we're going to be out of flashback and in present time, and I, I don't know how, you know, some of these different people from the orphanage might continue through her life, but 
Uh, we'll find out later on in the in the series. But yeah, those are all really the the important people that she she talks to. Um, I would say the the second most important character being Mr. Scheibel because that is who teaches her the ways of the chessboard. Um, but now that you know and are familiar with the characters, uh, we're going to talk about the plot now because there's a lot to talk about. A 59-minute runtime, uh, a big sweeping first episode that takes place 95% in the past. Mm-hmm. But ha- what's it like in the opening scene when we're in present time? So episode starts off with Elizabeth waking up. She's in a rush. She's obviously late for something. She uh gets her clothes, she gets undressed, gets her clothes, opens the curtains. She's just rushing to get everything together. Mm-hmm. Um it cuts not cuts, but it goes the camera goes over to her taking two pills. Um, then she runs out of her room. She's cursing like, oh shit, gotta hurry up. Mm -hmm. Um, and she heads down the elevator and then she's running barefoot through a hotel. It looked like, or just like a, yeah, Yeah, I guess you could say hotel. Um, and then she gathers herself before she walks into a room full of reporters, photographers trying to get a glimpse of her. Paparazzi. Paparazzi. And she walks over to a table with a man waiting for her. And then the camera pans down to a chessboard. And it's go time. But not yet. Flashback. Yeah. Then Uh, the rest of the episode's a flashback. Yes. Uh, Her mom died in a car crash. Mm -hmm. And following the car crash, she is immediately transported to an orphanage where she is welcomed by Mrs. Deerdorf, Mr. Ferguson, and Miss Lonsdale. Um, We have a lot of the early childhood um, situations in an orphanage. I've I've seen the little orphan Annie or Matilda. Uh, It seems like... Oh, Matilda's not. She's not an orphan, is she? I don't think she is. I don't even know. but she's get she gets it a haircut and um the the headmistress is like oh takes her clothes off and has her replace it with a uniform and says oh look we're gonna burn this which is weird um and once they mention that um actually there's there's a a a little bit before we get into the the flashback within the flashback um we understand this situation with the medicine or the vitamins as uh, character Jolene, who introduces herself in line, tells us about. Every day, these girls in this orphanage, which there are many of, uh, are given one red pill and one green pill. Um, the red pill is not important to the plot, and yeah. the green pill is a, as we find out like midway through the episode, a tranquilizer? Like yep. straight up? And the girls are getting these every day, but Jolene says, you should hold on to that green boy. Don't take it. Don't take it right away because uh, you're going to want that at nighttime. Um, But our protagonist, Elizabeth, being a nine-year-old who is brand new in an orphanage and very um, alone and not talking to anybody at all, um, takes both pills 
uh, when she get when she's given them as she is instructed and starts to wobble. She she will wobble around. She touches a handrail and her hand like burns. Weeble wobble. Cause she touched, the, she touched the heater. Oh, was it the heater? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like a handrail going no, upstairs. No, no. And she was like, "Oh my god, I'm <laughs> it's sizzled." Up. Uh, so she got sizzled, and then we get a flashback to uh, her and her mother in their old home. Do you could you care to to walk our folks through that? Yeah, it was a flashback of her mom kind of losing it while yeah. she was in quote a trailer in the middle of nowhere. Oh, was uh, it a trailer? That yeah, the the dad was outside of a trailer, yelling into the trailer at the mom, mm-hmm. uh, trying to knock some sense into her. But um, yeah, she was the I, I'm under the assumption that the mom was kind of going crazy, yeah, and the dad was just trying to swindle her into coming out and letting him help her, but she mm-hmm. didn't. And then the dad, he said, once I leave, I'm never coming back. And then right before the flashback ended, uh, the dad stared into Beth's eyes and he left. Yeah, yeah. And well, and while she's having her freak out and not letting this this guy who's we didn't mention his his name is Paul. So if Paul doesn't come up another time, but uh, he might come up in, in a future episode. Um, while she's not letting him in, she drops a vial that is filled with the same looking drugs that we've seen um, in the previous scenes, the, the pills. Yep. So it must be something that her mom was on. But uh, once that's done and the man drives away and uh, Elizabeth is, is in bed and, and has that eye contact with him, we get transported to a scene where they're just kind of outside and their mom is burning like everything that they have in a big fire pit. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of crazy and weird. And uh, Beth picks up like a book that's a, I want to say it's like a math thesis or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that she just kind of holds on to. It said Cornell University on it. Mm-hmm. Something, something about reflections and positions or. T- Something along those lines. Uh, not not anything related to chess. Uh, well, maybe loosely related to chess, but not a chess-written situation. Um, but then we sort of snap out of that double flashback, and we don't really spend much time again with her, her mom uh, at all in the episode. So now that we're back in the orphanage, uh, we find out from Jolene that it, it takes a takes a lot to get adopted nobody's really getting adopted um and this is the first scene where after i think she performs well in a math lesson she's asked by the teacher to like go downstairs and clap the chalkboard erasers that's where she finds mr scheibel uh just sitting at a table by himself moving chess pieces around um she was intrigued she was intrigued indeed uh she sort of spies on him uh, and after a couple times going back and forth, um, well, actually, she she asks him about the game, and he just sort of stares at her and is like, it's a men's game. Go away. I don't play with strangers. Um, and then at night, we, we get to the night scene. She takes the green pill, which he's held on to. Yep. And on the ceiling uh, with the shadows, 
uh, a chessboard takes shape and uh that's sort of it like she sees the chessboard the first time and not the pieces and then we sort of get these back and forth scenes where she's going down to the basement to look at mr scheibel and just sort of peek what he's doing how the pieces move and everything um and then she gets the confidence to say like what's the deal here i want to play this game and uh he just sort of keeps putting her off and we get go back and forth between night scenes and she starts to see the chessboard um and one day she like tells him i know how all the pieces move uh you're gonna teach me how to play this game i'm a nine-year-old girl and even though it's a man's game whatever he says uh she's defiantly going to do it so what's her first situation with uh mr scheibel and and an actual chess game he kind of gets salty once she starts doing good Oh well, it ta- it takes her a little bit before she yeah. gets really good. He he wrecks her. He he scholars mates her in the first game that they play, which is yeah. a, if you're familiar a four term, a four turn checkmate. It's the quickest that you can checkmate. So uh, in a game, once she like gets beat by him, uh, I guess mm-hmm. the first couple times or the first time, it turns night again, and then she takes a pill. She starts seeing the chessboard on the ceiling again. Then mm-hmm. pieces are going to that chess uh, board on the ceiling. And then she starts playing scenarios out in her head. Right. And then turns the next day. She goes back down to the janitor. Starts getting a little better. She gets beat mm-hmm. again. And it starts getting repetitive. And then eventually she gets better. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> and then what does she call him? Oh. Uh... <laughs> bleep it out yeah bleep it out uh if you're if you're being really really close to to what we're saying um (laughs) she calls she calls him a uh cocksucker straight up (laughs) straight up she didn't even know what it meant didn't know what it meant she had to ask jolene Jolene. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah jolene explains what a cocksucker is to her she still Um, looks like a thumb (laughs) <laughs> it looks like a thump this girl is nine years old she should not be like thinking about and, this stuff and then whatever. jolene goes it's in the back of your textbook and then <laughs> the next scene is her looking in the back of the textbook in the middle of class mm-hmm. but i think we forgot one pretty important scene of beth's mom Oh um, yeah. What was that her what her famous last words? Yeah. So I forget when the the flashback happened, but uh there was a cutscene, a flashback from when I I might have been like when Beth was first arriving at the or- orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um there's a flashback and Oh, no no, I remember it was a uh, Jolene asked yeah. what the last thing her parents said to her was. Which, let me say, is really messed up. Yeah. Really, really messed up. Yeah. And uh, Beth had a flashback, and it was her mom driving the car. I'm assuming it was on the bridge where the car crash happened. And her mom turned around to her and said, close your eyes. And then end cutscene. End flashback. And then Beth just answered Jolene by saying, I don't remember. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. She she's not letting anybody know that her mom told her to close her eyes, which that's dark too. 
Very so boring. the mom knew that she was gonna get wrecked and was maybe trying to kill her daughter, which is crazy. Like take them both. I don't know if the mom was trying to kill her. I think she knew that she was putting her in danger, but I don't know if I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. She's to, probably off the tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the quaaludes. Um, um, yeah, so that that's a good thing to point out. Uh, that that sort of darkness at the end of uh, the mom's life. But back to back to the situation. Uh, after she, you know, says mean things to Mister Scheibel, uh, who has been teaching her all sorts of new strats. Um, he locks her out of the basement and she's not able to go to the basement. Uh, she has to clap the, clap the chalk dust board, chalkboard erasers outside. And she sees like a high school boy who gives her a wave. And she and didn't even wave back. She didn't wave back because she's nine and he's <laughs> like 20. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He was, he was smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And uh, looking all cool, and she's like, oh, just clapping by chalkboard erasers, don't mind me. <laughs> and, um, and after she's done that, eventually, after she tries a couple more times, the basement is open one day. Um, this whole time, there's been another montage where she's playing out scenarios in her head at night because um, she can, and it's the only way that she can get chess. And at this point, she's taking like three or four of these pills every night, which is nuts yeah um, i was just gonna well, say let's not forget to talk about how her uh, addiction is getting progressively worse yes and jolene tells her don't rely on that all the time uh you don't want to always be in that scenario but she's a nine-year-old girl she doesn't know any better yeah she likes learning about chess uh through the uh limitless pill that somehow is given to them by these doctors um, but eventually she's allowed back downstairs with Mr. Scheibel and she promptly puts up a hard W and, uh, says, screw off. I am the captain now. Um, and at that point, once she gets a, once she gets a dub, uh, w, he teaches baby. her all sorts of different things. The Sicilian defense, the Levenfish variation, the Queen's Nadorf, Gambit, the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now she's learning. Um, he says he isn't mad, but he's definitely mad. Salty. Because he even took a sip of his whiskey. Oh, yeah. Big, big sip. <laughs> big sip. Um, this is the point where she learns to play white. Uh, she's been playing all the games with the uh, black pieces, which, if you don't know, in chess, black goes second, white goes first. Uh, so basically, he has to flip her whole situation around, uh, giving her the start even though they open up every game the same way, moving one of the pawns forward two spots, the same pawn. Um, and now that she's the captain, he gives her a book, like, read this chess book, you'll get better, because you need to get better. Um, the chess club from the local high school gets involved. Mr. Gans is like, this girl is crazy. I gotta take her to my high school to beat my 20 high school yeah boys let's talk about how ridiculous all right i want to talk about how ridiculous that part was so beth is able to beat mr gans and mm -hmm. shibel shable at the same time at the same time but 
then Dr. Gans goes, yeah, I want her to play 20 people consecutively. Isn't that kind of a big jump? I mean, to be fair, she beat Mr. Gans, who is clearly good and knowledgeable about chess, is a leader of the chess club. you got to be. She beats him by not looking at the board. Yeah. She goes to the corner of the room. He tells her the moves that he makes with the squares, and she's like, uh, this this piece to this piece, this takes this, and then I mate you in three. Uh, this, 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 and he's like, oh my god, she can do it without looking. That's crazy. Uh, she basically That's 360 no-scopes him. And uh, after that, yeah, I, I think it's kind of fair to make the leap to 20 high school boys who are not who, good. Who kind of want to look like they want to beat her up for some reason. Like, who are you to come in here and say you can beat us? The the angst, the teenage (laughs) angst, the attitude that all those boys give off when she's (laughs) at the high school with them is is crazy. Like, crazy, crazy. Uh, At this point, they've stopped giving out the green pills to the girls because the state is like, you can't give kids tranquilizers, which kind of shocking. Uh, but she's got to get like a secret supply via Jolene because Jolene somehow still gets it. Um, maybe from her outbursts at the staff, maybe they give her the tranks and she sort yeah. of holds on to them. Uh, at th- this point, we see that Jolene and Beth have a very tight knit rela- uh, relationship. Before she goes to the high school, Jolene gives her a couple, says, I just want to wish her luck, gives her a couple pills and kisses her hand and says good luck and then uh off she's able to go where she promptly beats all the boys um this is the part where we realize she beats 20 boys or 20 some boys in an hour and 20 minutes like all together yeah she said uh, the fastest one was 15 minutes oh no she she beat the best moves oh mm-hmm. she, she said the the time that it took her to beat the quote best player best guy yeah i forget how long it was though yeah she 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 wrecked him i think she said i i had his pieces trapped in 15 moves and then i checkmated him six moves after yeah that was supposed to be the best player in the club and he was not even a glimmer of a match for her um and she's telling us all to shyball over a box of chocolates and um at this point she's uh She's fiending for a fix. She goes yeah. to Jolene and is like, give me the pills. And Jolene yeah. is like, I don't have any pills. <laughs> uh, so in our big climactic scene to end the episode, what does our uh, our leading lady get herself into? Beth decides that it will be a good idea to steal a screwdriver from Scheibel mm-hmm. and unscrews the hinge to the sliding you have to slide up the medical glass like thing it's kind of like a glass window to the like meds i guess you could say and she unscrews the hinges slides up the window takes forever i don't know why she needed to get a chair to hop in there but mm-hmm. well, f- well how does she get away she mentioned that she gets it oh uh, th- there's a movie going on on uh manners that ever all the girls are watching and oh, not teach- manners no this is the oh, this is it? like the biblical oh it was Ro- it, it's like 
uh caesar i don't know what movie it was but it was like yeah 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 I it wasn't jesus about. but they it were was mentioning like, yeah. jesus and it wasn't the ten commandments it's like during roman times yeah there's a movie playing during roman times it was mm-hmm. kind of i don't know what it was on but um everybody was in there she decides to sneak out uh steals a screwdriver undo- mm-hmm. un unscrews the hinges to the window slides the window up goes into where the meds are behind the window starts just eating handfuls of the tranquilizers <laughs> yeah like and, big handful stuff just, in the pockets yeah um because the tranquilizers were in a big glass jar and it was halfway full with them mm-hmm. um once she's done eating them all not all but once she's done shoving as much as she can in her mouth she decides to she decides to stuff some in her pockets mm-hmm. she goes to leave and then she's like nah i want the whole jar <laughs> the whole damn thing and then she goes to leave she i'm trying to think of the best sequence of events to say she's she, standing on the chair she, yeah she she hops over the back over the counter and she got the jar in her hands and then little does she know mm-hmm. the teachers assistants and all the kids Everyone. were standing there staring at her mrs deerdorf goes elizabeth and then cut to elizabeth's face elizabeth's face she is out of it. She mm. is dozing off with a jar in her hands. Plop goes the jar onto the ground. Glass and pills all over the ground. And then Elizabeth falls off the chair mm-hmm. sideways. And Eyes open. Dead? Question mark? Dun dun. Queen's and then yeah, Gambit. end credits. Queen's Gambit. Great, great summary there. We, we encapsulated that pretty good. Um... A lot of uh, a lot of meat on that bone. It, it is a it's a pretty fun watch. The pacing's pretty good, um, but yeah, wild wild conclusion there. Um, that is the big the big finale scene uh, of uh, the Queen's Gambit. But uh, right right now, why why don't we move on to our, our likes and dislikes? What did you uh, what did you take away from our, our watch of the show? Um. I like the whole sneaking down to the jan- play with the janitor thing, but I also didn't like how it was kind of cliche how nobody was finding her, and then out of nowhere the Doctor Gans just came and he's like, "Oh yeah, I wanna, I want you to play with us," and then mm-hmm. obviously Mrs. Deerdorf was gonna find out, and then she was gonna get in trouble, but yeah. I mean. I thought that was kind of cliche. I also thought that the show looked really nice. The mm-hmm. the filter on it was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, uh, it, I think... Uh, I... See, like, it's a limited series, so I don't mm-hmm. know... I don't know if... I... One, one thing I will say is... I don't know if I liked the girl that played Beth just because... Oh, the little girl? Yeah, just because it felt really... 
like I feel like any like literally anybody could have played her because there wasn't yeah. much, so it was just kind of random. I don't know. She doesn't have a ton of of dialogue to be completely honest. She's um uh, she's more so just there to to be there uh to basically learn the art. I, I from what I hear, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who's the the woman who plays older Elizabeth, is like a plus perfect character um i hear she did she plays a part really really well so unfortunately we didn't get to see a lot of that only this sort of mysterious opening um but it's sort of fair if they spend an episode or two in the flashback that we don't really need to worry too much about this character being this little girl actress even if you didn't like the, the role how she played it uh, being around for too long because it's just really setting the stage for for what i what you got but i i, yeah. I see the point that you're that you're making um i i liked the um the opening scene a lot because i feel like a lot is going to connect to that and then it's going to kind of be like connect the dots like like how we already saw she took tranquilizers in the beginning before we even knew that she was gonna be hooked but um i feel like we're i i have a prediction but i feel like we're gonna know who that was in the bed in the beginning yeah i've Um, I've already got a guess it's probably the same as mine Mm -hmm. but um uh i don't know let me hear what you disliked what i disliked yes um I disliked the magic pill of it all. Uh, it doesn't, like, look, I don't do drugs. I don't know <laughs> a ton about drugs. And, and if you know more about drugs, you can send us an email, pilotskypod at gmail.com, and tell me why I don't understand. But I'm pretty sure the way that this, like, trank works on her, giving her, like, this limitless brain power to <laughs> play chess via holograms on the, the ceiling at night... Um, was pretty bonkers. I kind of wish it was she was just more of a um, savant without the need to to use said drug. But of course, then you can't have the climactic scene. So, like, I understand the use of it. I just think it's kind of weird because it, it it makes it feel like there's a fantasizing. It me, yes, it pulls me out of the reality of everything because I'm not convinced that that like a nine year old taking a tranquilizer whatever brain power that opened up for her like that doesn't feel realistic like to why me can't all. you just have that automatically exactly and you know it drives a certain plot uh, that is probably going to be very important her addiction uh, seeming apparent addiction to this this thing and, and needing to take it before playing a match because it sort of gives her all the focus um but it, it just seemed a little little weird to me that was like my biggest thing um, and I'm sure some people were probably more into that. Um, but a chess pill? No, nah, no. Nah. Just nah, weird. Nah, not for me. Um, I did like a lot, though, uh, about the show. Let me hear it. Uh, I, 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 like you already mentioned, the aesthetic of the show is, is great. Spot on. Like, looks super, super nice. Uh, they put a ton into it. I know that's, like, typical of Netflix to do that these days but they didn't miss as far as the way that the show looked or the way that the show was written um 
very dramatic, very gripping, very, um, very interesting uh, world that they were sort of establishing. Uh, I really liked when she was in the school and the boys just all had frowny faces on and being like, <laughs> we've got to play this girl. Like, we're going to crush her. And then they crushed her or she crushed them. Love that. Uh, and I really like that last scene. Uh, there's a really cool moment once she like pries open the window and or the yeah, the window and starts to lift it up that the music from the movie that was playing swells yeah. up and it's like all the words in the movie are about like traitor traitor you'll be tried by caesar and and it's like crazy because she's the traitor in the scenario she's stealing and that's bad and it's drugs which is even worse and um like all of the music building 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 to the point where she drops the glass and it shatters all these pills all over the floor and she you know bang hits the ground uh, I thought it was like one of the best scenes that I've seen in anything in a, in a while hmm. um, because I, I don't watch, you know, I don't watch a ton of s scripted TV that's that's not like Bob's Burgers or, or anything. I so just watched I, that today. <laughs> it's a great it's a great show. But that's not what we're talking about. I I I, um, I just thought it was really, really well done and really, really cool and a good way, good, really powerful way to end um the scene because even though you know she lives you're just like how you're in this disbelief of like how the heck she swallows 20 uh, pills at once yeah. wild and they're big they're big honking pills yeah, they're like freaking fish oil pills yeah man she's got to get her vitamin whatever <laughs> omega threes <laughs> but uh yeah i i i thought it was i thought it was really good i i not a ton, not a ton to dislike here, um, and plenty to plenty to like. So that's pretty much my my high notes. Uh, do you have Do you have anything else? I got some fat predictions. All right, then let let's move on into our uh, next segment. Here is the part where Sean and I will talk about what we think's coming up in the this limited series run. We've got seven episodes, six remaining, um, and plenty to theorize about. I've got I've got a handful. Uh, you say you've got a handful, so let's rock. What do you got? I think Jolene mm -hmm. and Mister Ferguson, or I think they're doing the dir the dirty deeds. Oh, you. See, you, I thought you I thought we were gonna line up here. No, no, we will. I know I know what you're gonna say too. But um I don't yeah. know if you know that. <laughs> no, I know I do. I, I think Jolene and Mr. Ferguson have something going on. Because hmm. when so I one, I think in the beginning, when she was yelling at first and he went over to quote yell at her um when beth first got there we heard you cocksucker in the mm -hmm. background and that was the first sign i was like okay just <laughs> that was my first not that's i didn't really think of this prediction then but then the second time we hear what was this? the second time was when Oh, we see Mr. Ferguson taking Jolene, I guess, 
somewhere because she was yelling again. Mm-hmm. And then the third time was when Beth was uh, getting grabbed to go talk to Mrs. Deerdorf mm-hmm. about when when Mr. Ferguson had was telling when Mr. Ferguson was telling Beth that Mrs. Deerdorf wanted to talk to her. Mr. Ferguson leaned on Jolene's shoulder, like all friendly. That's what ticked me off. Hmm. That's what made me think about it. But I, they're always together, and she's always quote getting in trouble. So hmm. that that's my first prediction. I'll admit, and it didn't didn't hit my radar, but maybe. And I'll give you one more, and then you can go. Go. Um, Jolene was the one in the bed. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, so, get, sorry, yeah. I, I totally cut you off. I just needed to know that we were in sync there. Yeah, I knew that we would be. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how it happens, but it definitely is. Mm-hmm. Give me give me what you think. Well, I, I, I think you see by mid to two-thirds of the way through the episode that even though she's nine and Jolene is out however old uh Beth has a ton of respect for Jolene uh looks up to her in one way or another and I don't I I don't know it just feels like it's um it's not going to go I don't know I I I I just I I don't see where she, I, Some I know ma- any male character that she's gonna gonna be with. I I feel like it's it's Jolene or bust here. You wanna know why? Um, why? She's getting her the pills. Oh, so oh, because she's dependent on her. Yep. She will. Uh, wow. Hmm. That's a good Pill, point. Pills for sex, maybe. It could be. It it, it could be that serious. Wow, that's a really good uh, that that means really good idea. I thought I thought it was just a um, actual relationship relationship, but it does that. I believe that more. Yeah. Um. But the only thing is, um, that means that Jolene would have to leave the orphanage mm-hmm. with her, right? They would both somehow have to get out, and I don't know how that would Here's happen. the situation. Here's the situation. Yeah. Uh, Jolene gets old enough to leave on her own, and this would be weird, but adopts Beth. Mm, like she, is she old enough? That's what I'm saying. If Jolene is old enough, she could adopt her. Because Jolene's the older of the two. So if Jolene is, is has the ability to take her out... I don't know where her chess career is going to go from here now that she's OD'd on happy pills. True. But I, I would think it's probably Jolene takes her off and maybe Jolene recognizing the talent that she has yeah. puts her on the circuit so that, you know, using her brain, the two of them can live off of that in one way or another. That's... That that feels pr- like a pretty good, not too far off prediction. If I if I'm if I don't say so myself. So, I also thought of this once I saw the people outside, the, like the ones that were kissing outside, the high schoolers. Went, yeah, yeah. So, I'm pretty confident that Beth is just gonna straight up run away. 
Mm-hmm. And I think she's just going to go... <clears throat> I think she's going to sneak around. Uh, Mrs. Deardorff said she's going to burn her old clothes. I don't think they were ever burned. I think she's oh. going to find her old clothes. She's going to run into those kids that were outside. Because they didn't show them for no reason. And then they're going to style her up. They're going to... She's going to live with them for a while. Sneak around. Probably be homeless mm-hmm. for a little bit. She'll... Uh, like she'll have her old clothes but she'll get like a new style from those kids um and yeah i and maybe maybe jolene runs away too but Hmm. jolene jolene seems pretty known in the orphanage so i don't know if she would do that well i mean but it's also it's also an orphanage (laughs) it was true um I, I I am of the, of the mindset that they both leave together. So I, I I I sort of sign on to that. If they run away, they run away. Um, kind of weird. I guess it doesn't really matter if you run away, but they kind of need to be able to live, and they're very very young. So yeah, I don't exactly know um, how that's gonna go. I I do have one big thing. So about halfway through this. <laughs> Halfway through this episode, I was like, Fury, uh, tragic OD, uh, and it sort of happened at the end of this episode. I was surprised <laughs> that we got it this early, but um, do you think this whole series ends on a happy note or a sad note? Because I would put money I on would, it that you, she ODs at the end and yeah. di- just straight up dies. It's limited for a reason. Sure. But sure. I think... That I, I'm thinking two ways. I'm thinking one, it's gonna stay in flashback until the last episode, and then she's just then she's just gonna whoop that guy's ass in oh, the chest. Okay, up to that. Or that. Or it's just gonna flip, like, not episode after episode, like back and forth between flashback, but um, like we'll just keep going, like seeing her play chess with that guy and then there'll be a little story of present day and then it'll just keep going back to flashback i don't know though because i mean we're obviously gonna go stay at the past because we need to find out if she lives which she obviously does does, but we need to know how so i don't know well i i have one big suspicion maybe it's not an od well I, I have a feeling that she she ends up taking her own life as sad as that is because we didn't talk about it but in the very first scene when she is woken up she is covered in water getting out of a bathtub in pitch dark uh, oh yeah so was she trying to drown herself did she fall asleep in the tub after taking I didn't even a think bunch of, of those pills. I don't know, but I, I, I sense some sort of um, a weight that might come crashing down uh, at the end of this for um, for the, I guess, the drama of it all. But it's sad if that's the way that it goes. Of course, we want happy, happy, uh, happy endings, but I, I just don't feel like this is lining up to to be so happy, though she did have a lot of joy when she when she played or at least when she was learning the chess game and. Maybe something happens to Mr. Scheibel, too. I, I don't really know. Like, if he dies, what could that do to her psyche? 
I don't know, because she doesn't really have any father figure, and he certainly sort of was kind of that. So I don't, I don't really know. But she also, you could tell she liked uh, Mister Scheibel because uh, yeah. she put her <clears throat> hand on her during the pic. She put her hand on mm-hmm. him during that picture that they took. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yes, he is. He is papa to her, maybe to some degree. But uh it's also interesting because like present day she's like mid 20s I would say so it goes pretty yeah. far in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, a good a good 13 14 years. Yeah. So or maybe or maybe even older. I well actually, I did I did look up how old she was. She's she was born 3 days before me actually. Um so she's 24. So hmm. if she's playing a 24-year-old then that would be 15 years in the future. Um, she says, actually, in the show, her birthday uh, is in November. She's going to turn 10. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but she's got to deal with the fact that she OD'd on all these pills first. And I don't really know how the heck... Like, I guess it's 1950s medicine. Are they just going to shock her awake? They don't have, like... Pump um, her stomach? Yeah, probably just pump her. Um, yeah. Poison control. I feel like... When, like, they're obviously going to know that she has an addiction, but, mm-hmm. like, since they're really, like, super religion-based, I feel like they're just going to, like, pray the addiction away, and they're not going to really, like, help her all that oh, much. Yeah. So, yeah. it's still going to be there, even if they think it's not. So She does only take two pills at the beginning, though, so she clearly got to some point where she could control it, but... yeah. Mm. it's definitely a demon and it'll be uh, interesting to see how it plays out but uh, i don't have any other i don't have any other guesses that yeah that's all the show's got got a lot to it and uh there's definitely a lot to to wonder about but uh on that note why don't we uh take a foray into our final segment sean would you be so kind as to tell the listeners about our final segment Final segment, we're going to talk about whether the show is ready for takeoff or crash landing. Ready for takeoff, meaning it's a good show. It's got, it, it got what it deserved. It is going to go on to, well, this is a limited series. Mm-hmm. So maybe the director can do something similar. Sure. Um, or crash landing show did not deserve does not deserve any more uh publicity it shouldn't go on and we've seen enough of it john you start off for us uh for me uh not too much surprise uh it's clear for takeoff for me i I think i think this is um i think this is lining up i don't really know what the award cycle is right now but yeah. I would not be shocked if this takes home one, two, three Emmys for any number of things. I, I thought it was uh, brilliant in a lot of ways, and I don't think chess is necessarily the easiest thing to explain, but I thought they did it in a way, in like a first grade kind of way yeah. that anybody could wrap their head around what's happening. It's a, it's a complicated game. 
when you get into the, the whole strategy of it all. Uh, but they don't really belabor the point with too many big words. Uh, and, and it had this air to it, like one of those period piece movies that is just super successful, uh, that I, I be, being that this is a seven episode limited series, I, I, I think it's going to go places that will be making a massive, a massive success. And I've already seen that it's pretty well received. I have not seen any negative feedback. So yeah. I, I, I see sustained success for the Queen's Gambit. I see people continuing to talk about it well into the future. Um, and whenever chess is brought up in conversation, I would not be surprised if the Queen's Gambit is something that is on people's lips because it's maybe the only way that they have any uh, knowledge of chess itself. So I think it's pretty big and I think it's, Honestly, a pretty important show from 2020. Big words from John from watching that first episode. I'm going to agree. I think it is ready for takeoff. Um, but I will disagree on one thing. Sure. I think that this show is going to be the award, the, the show that gets, um, I just had the word in my mouth. Hold on. Snubbed? Yes. This is going to be a show that gets snubbed really? the most awards. I, I, th- I feel like it's just this show that's, like, right on the verge of being, like, the show that takes home all the awards. I can't put a finger on why. It just feels like it's on the verge of being a really good show. I really liked it. I did enjoy it. Um, like you said, they explained it. They explained chess perfectly. Even, like, a first grader could comprehend it. Um, Mm -hmm. It was beautiful to look at. It was cast perfectly. Even even if I did say that about Little Beth earlier, I still think that it was cast pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, The... There was just some plot line that I couldn't get behind. Um... I enjoyed it though. I might, I might continue watching. I haven't decided yet. I haven't, I haven't continued watching Dash and Lily yet. I will get there. I promise. Kristen, last night she just put on, uh, put on Outer Banks. So she, she's, uh, yes. she's starting to dig in. Love it. But uh, yeah, I, I think I would like to. I think I would really like to continue watching. I'm not going to stand in front of the mic and do what I do with so many other shows and say I'm definitely going to go back and watch this because you'd be surprised. I do not do that that often with the shows that I say that I'm going to, but uh, this is certainly on that list, if you know what I'm saying. So, Fair enough. Who knows? We'll see if I have six more hours plus to spare. <laughs> That's true. Maybe lockdown part two might help. Mm, we'll see. You got any other uh, any comments to close us out here? I think that's all I got. Great. Well, then we'll move on to close out the show. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast and joining Sean and I today for the Queen's Gambit coverage, uh, the number two ranking Netflix show at the moment. We're recording 11.24 before Thanksgiving in 2020. Um, Again, thank you. And if you would like, you can connect with us at Pilot's Guide Pod on Twitter or send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. 
I'd like to thank Angelo and Andrew, our producers, for putting this show together for you, uh, as well as my sister Emily for our artwork. If you would like to buy any Pilot's Guide merchandise, it is available on our Redbubble store that is linked below in the description of the episode. Um, I would like to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving that they already had at this point, and uh, Merry Christmas coming up. I hope you've uh, stayed safe this holiday season, that you're masking up, and that you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say, so I'm going to pass it over to Sean. Sean, do you, what do you have for the lovely listeners? Dude. Like I said last week, keep wearing that freaking mask. Yeah, yeah. Goes over the nose. Goes over the nose. You toes. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's all good I got. Message. No shower thought this week. No shower thought. He's all showered out. Yes. Uh, I don't really have a shower thought either, but um, be kind to your friends and to people that aren't your friends and do your best to try and make new friends and learn but, about different mm. people. I, I, I take back my... My no shower thought. Oh, he's got one. Buy a candle. Candles, they smell good. Yes. They, they bring you to peace. Yeah, yeah. What do you, frickin', what do you, freaking light a candle. What are you working with candle wise right now? I'm working with Christmas pine. Ooh, a nice Christmas pine. I've got a, a pumpkin candle. So good. Uh, to celebrate the end of fall. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful smell. I, I love to come home to it every day. Or Amazing. actually, don't leave home to it every single day. <laughs> uh, yes, buy a candle. And talk to a friend. And maybe get together socially distant from one another over the candle. And have a nice conversation about times gone by. Heck yeah. Sean, where are we going to land this week? Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos it is. The island life is the life for us. Uh, we're going to bring her down in the water, so if you feel a little bump, it's just because we're hitting the water. But the crystal crystal clear blue beaches await you all. Uh, and on your way out, you may take a bag of mixed nuts and a tiny tequila, and we will be waiting right here on the sandbar for you when you're ready to come back to us for our next episode. Um... Following this, you will hear the Christmas Top 10 Songs podcast that I will be recording with Emily, as well as an unknown show that I'll be recording with the Keen Sisters, um, famous of uh, the Insatiable podcast, uh, which was done in somewhere in the 20s. So look forward to that. And uh, Sean, when I'm back from some holiday activities... We'll get together again and see what's popping in the streaming service realm. Heck yeah. Very good. And um, I w- we will leave you all today. Uh, thank you again. And uh, as you do normally every week, you may now feel free to roam about the cabin. Thank you. Adios. Merry Christmas. Adios. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. We'll talk to you all later. Happy, Bye-bye. happy. Thank you.